Thank you for connecting to this podcast from Faith Renewed Outreach Center. We hope that it's an encouragement to you today. For more information, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. have a Bible. Hold it up. Bunch of biblical folk in here. Uh, if you don't have your Bible, it'll be on the screen free of charge. But if you do have it, turn with me to Ephesians chapter 2. Oh, man, new folks say, man, what kind of church have I done come up in? Y'all some crazy jobs? Yes. I'll just say that. Yes. We are. We are. But uh, today we're going to do this. We're going to go Ephesians two on you, and uh, and it is um, it's just going to be a good word. I believe that God got, has got something He wants to speak into your heart, and and uh, just a just a direct word from you. You know what I'm saying? I, I, and that's been my prayer this week that that He would just narrow cast our broadcasting and make that thing come just directly to your heart, speak to to where you're at. So that's my prayer this week, and I believe God is going to speak to different people on different levels today. And, uh, and that's good. That's what the Word of God does. It's living. Amen? It's living. And so that's what we'll do today. So Ephesians 2, I'm going to read one verse. We'll pray. And then, um, and then we'll jump in. We're going to break down several things today and unpack um, some stuff. But just uh, Ephesians 2, verse 10, it says this. It says that for we are His workmanship. Say workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus for good works. Come on, somebody say for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. That's pretty cool, man. That's really cool. I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation, and uh, if you don't have that, you can listen. And it says this. It says, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. Man, that's awesome. God, I thank you today for just the privilege or the honor to be able to get together one more time, Lord, to spend some time with your people, God, and just uh, fellowship with my church family, worship you, God. And I just pray, Lord, today, Lord, as we just get into your word, God, you'll just begin to reveal things to us. God, let your word just come alive in our hearts today, God. Help us, Lord, to get a picture of you being in control, being the potter, Lord, us being the clay. And God, I ask you to do this. Continue to make us. Continue to mold us, Lord. Continue to pull away things that need to be pulled away, Lord. Continue to, to, to move in our hearts and lives and help us to be open to that. In the name of Jesus, amen, amen, amen. Look at your neighbor say you're his masterpiece. Hmm. Come on. You're his masterpiece. Say that to him. Come on. Just Come on. Somebody needs to hear that today. Somebody don't feel like that. Someone tell him, say, you're his masterpiece. Amen. <clears throat> Today, as we, as we continue with this series called Intentional, I, I, my, my heart today is this, that we will just begin to continue to see and continue to be challenged. And uh, a lot of times through this series, we've been in, in telling you to be intentional about certain things. Uh, we kicked off this series with the Lord telling us and showing us on Easter Sunday as we kicked this series off about that He was very intentional when He came to this earth to redeem mankind. Amen? Aren't you thankful for that? Aren't you thankful he had a plan? Aren't you thankful that we didn't get in a sin situation, Adam and Eve didn't screw up and now say, oh, what am I going to do now? He knew what he was going to do before the foundation of the earth. He knew. He knew what would take place, and he sent his son, Jesus, to redeem mankind 
for us. And that is awesome. That is cool. And so as a result, we've been talking about what intentional is during this series. Just by definition, the word intentional is this. It's an action performed with awareness, done deliberately and on purpose. And I'm thankful for some of the testimonies. If I had time, I'd pull some of you guys up here today and just let you just share, testify how some of the ways that you've been intentional this week and through this series and, and witnesses has been happening and ministry has been taking place and lives are being changed. And that's just really cool. So I'm thankful for that. But I'm so thankful he was intentional. He's called us to be intentional. And as I hit this today, I want to continue to look at how he was very purposeful in what he did. It's purposeful word. It is today. Amen. So as, as he, he was with, with great purpose, he created us. With great purpose, he made us. And with great purpose, he molded us. And, and the Bible says that in, in, as his workmanship, as his masterpiece. Now, masterpieces, sometimes, man, you may not see it as that. I'll just put it that way and be very nice. Uh, you may not see the, the master in the piece sometime. You may not see how valuable something is. And, and for me, um, not this great person who's very knowledgeable in art, but uh, I, I just began to Google some things and put up a few masterpieces that were, that were there. Uh, these are some of the masterpieces from the great artist, well-known Picasso. Uh, Tim, hook me up with one of these, these, these pictures here. <clears throat> that make you want to clear your eyes, make sure wipe your glasses off. That's just one of them. Just scan through some of these. There's, I think there's four, five, three or four in there. Uh, another great masterpiece from Picasso. Uh, what a great masterpiece. Uh, the next one, just again, another great masterpiece from Picasso. Uh, um, I don't know which way you got turned to make that make sense. And I think there's one more. Now, what a great masterpiece. Um, I, now, for me, I've, I've been down the hallways and in the classroom with my first grader. Come on. We can take that off. That scared me. Um, I've been down the hallways of my first grader, and in his classroom, I've seen greater masterpieces than that. Me personally, I, I, I've, we got some stuff hanging on the refrigerator at the house, way more much of a masterpiece than, than some of that. But let me tell you something. Some people see things in things and sees the worth or the value of a thing and this is the value on those masterpieces. You know, these masterpieces from Picasso sell for $100 million. I, I would, if, if somebody said, you have to keep it, I wouldn't give them 100 bucks. Just me. Now, if they said you could sell it, I'd give them $100 in a heartbeat. Go ahead and turn that bad boy around, sell it, make a little profit. But, but, but I don't see it in that. But it, it all boils back down to the beholder, how they see the creation. And so for some people, I don't know what, I guess, supply and demand there, but, but the people see that. You know, the Bible says that God sees the value in us so much that he sent his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. He has so much value in you, sees you so much of a great workmanship and has his masterpiece that he sent his son. Jesus said this. He said, you're so valuable. I'm going to step down from heaven, put on skin, get on the cross, give my life for you dude that's awesome that is awesome to think about he did this 
for us. He was very intentional. He saw this in us. And so today as we talk about this, I don't want to preach just verse 10 alone. I want to be very careful not to do that. So keep your Bible open up to Ephesians 2. Some of y'all done closed it back. Come on, open it back up. Get your pen out, your highlighter out, and let's, let's go there for a second because it's, it's very easy if we just preach just 10 all by itself, we'll get the wrong picture of this. I think that's what happens a lot of times. A lot of times we, we want to preach that we're his workmanship and we're these things and, 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 and all this stuff's happening in our life, but we don't really see why we're his workmanship. We don't see why we're so valuable. If we're not careful, we'll begin to do this. We'll begin to focus on the peace instead of the master. So we have to do this, but as much, as the, the more we focus on the master, the more we realize how valuable that piece is. So today, as we talk about you and how God's created you, I want, to see, I want you to see why you're so valuable in him, why today you are so much, I mean, the apple of his eye, and why he cares so much for you and his great love that he has in your life. So as we break this down, just hang out with me for a few minutes as we look at verses 1 through 10 and just talk about it and then see what God wants to do at the end. Verse 1 says this, and he says that, And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sin. Now, there's going to be several places throughout this today that you should just celebrate. Just all by yourself if you have to. Just all alone. Just enjoy the fact of some of the words in these scriptures as, as he speaks into your life today. We have to see that he made us alive. If you understand that he made you alive, you have to understand that you were once dead. And so today, if you are a Christian in this room, if you are a believer, he's speaking to you today, and you should celebrate the fact that you're alive today. Now, today, if you're in this room and you haven't accepted Jesus, if you haven't started this relationship and this journey with him, today you're dead, but you don't have to leave dead. Come on, there's resurrection power today in this room. There's resurrection power today. So listen, he said this, that we were dead in trespasses and sin. Now, have you ever felt alive on the outside, but you know something's not right in the, in the inside? Have you ever been in that place where you know that there's something deeper? I, I, I love talking to Tim, and he and Levitt, one of the, young, the guys in our church. I almost said young man. You ain't young. You ain't that young. You ain't old, though, so you ain't, but you're on your way. But I love talking to him about what God's done in his life. And, and his testimony is so cool about where God's taken him from and, and delivered him from, from addiction and, 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 and healed his family and his home and done things in his heart. And he will say this. He'll say, man, you know what it was? He said it was a heart condition. It was a heart condition. And we have to understand this, that each of us today in this room without Christ, we have a heart condition. But because of his great love, he has made us alive. That's cool. Verse 2 says that in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. Now listen, you once walked there. All right? So today, I want you to hear this. As the believer in the room, as the unbeliever, God's going to give you a picture of what can happen in your life today if you, if you start this journey with him. But today, as the believer in this room, you once walked this way. You not now walking this way. Now, I know it's very difficult because some of you said, I don't know about it, if that's true for me. I don't know if that's the case. No, you have to understand this today, that because of his great love, because of what he's done for you, he made you alive. He made you alive. You who were dead, he made alive, and you once walked in that. Uh, it, it, I do know this. It's sometimes hard to get the world system out of you. 
We're so, we're so just, I mean, bombarded with constant, man, life and world and sin, things we get hit with. But, but today, Bible says you once walked that way. Some of y'all say that was yesterday. But, but it's okay. It's a new day. Verse 3 says, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves. Now, here's where sometimes we miss this. And I, I think sometimes we, you know, especially if we've been in this thing a long time, uh, we sometimes forget that we all been in that place. I'm thankful for, for people who love Jesus around here and seeing that and not forgetting, you know, the heart condition that you once had. And as a result of that, we want to continue to love each other and pour that out. But he says, we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath just as the others. We all been there. Some of y'all, you don't want to admit that. It's okay. But we all there. He just didn't blow your cover. Some of y'all brought somebody with y'all today, and you wanted them to think you were, you had not. You all, we all have been in that place. We all have been in that place. The, the, Augustine says that he, he kind of terms it as total depravity. Outside of God, there is no hope. Outside of the Father, we're all dead. Outside of Jesus, outside of his great love, each one of us in this room are dead. And if you notice, you don't have to teach somebody to be bad. You ain't got to teach somebody. I got three kids. You know, I never had to have a course with them. All right, guys, y'all join around the table today. We're going to teach y'all how to be bad 101 today. I never had to teach them that. You know, somehow they found that in within them somewhere. I mean, come on, just somewhere deep down in, in the heart of our children, they just found that, you know, today we're going to do this, man. We're going to teach you how to cuss, 101. If you get that right, you pass me going to 201. Didn't I teach my son that? Didn't I teach him that? And he certainly didn't learn it from me. I don't say that. But somewhere they hear it, they get around it. And if we understand, it's because without Christ, away from him, we are depraved. There's no hope for us. Nobody in this room, I don't care if you've never said a word of dirt. I don't care if you've been good your whole life. I don't care if you've never put nothing up your nose, in your arm, in your mouth, and it shouldn't be there. Today, it does not matter. Without Christ, you are still headed to the same place that I was headed before I accepted Jesus. The good news of the other side, if you put everything you could up your nose, in your arm, in your mouth, tried your best today, if you accept Jesus, you're going to the same heaven I'm going to because of his great love for us. That's word. That, that's good stuff. And we've all been there. We didn't have to have anybody teach us how to do that. We just were of that. Bible says we've just all sinned. We've all sinned. We come to this place. We just, every person in the room, we have this nature that by flesh and by sin, we want to walk down the sin road. But I love two of the greatest words in the Bible. Ephesians 2 verse 4 says, but God. When, when you was at the edge, 
when you, when you tried everything, when you, when you did everything that you knew to do, when you, when you messed up time after time, when you found your place in a place of total depravity, away from God, no hope, no help, children of wrath, children of disobedience, but God. Come on. But God. At the point of no return, but God. There is no answer today to your question, but God. Oh, if I find the right person, and if I find the right girl, and and if I can make my Facebook status see I'm in a relationship, and if I can really go deep into it, I'm going to say, now we're married, and and now we have family, and now I'm going to tag my kids, and they're going to meet my need. Now I'm going to have... It's not going to work. There's nothing else. There's nothing else but God that will satisfy that hole in you. And some of you have been trying to fill it. I've tried to fill it. I've tried to put other things in its place that don't work. Well, if I work hard and if I get the promotion at work and I become that guy that everybody looks up to, then I'm the man. No, you're still miserable. I, I just, you know, again, we can't help but see the media and things that are around us and what goes on. It's one of the big football players, Junior, how you say his name? Say, so, yeah, man, committed suicide this week. The guy, he's a beast, man. He was a monster, had, had millions of dollars, had all this stuff, but it does not matter what you have outside of Jesus. It'll never satisfy you. Outside of God and his great love, nothing else will satisfy you. He said, but God, who was rich. And mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us. How great is our God? I can't answer it. We were singing that earlier, and I was like, man, I wish I could tell him how great he was. I can't. You have to experience it. You have to somehow open your heart up to that and receive that in and, and welcome that great love. I can't tell you how good. Man, it's, for me, it's amazing. It's, it's unbelievable. I can't describe it with words because I knew where I was at, but God came in. God came in. Verse 5 says, Even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved. Paul huh. says, While we were yet sinners, Christ died. He, he says in here, he says, the, the, when you were dead in trespasses. Do you hear this? When you were dead. If, if it was some way, some other way around that, if we can make it other, other than what it says, it would have something to do with us. But it was when you were dead, he gave his son. It's when you had no hope. You haven't done anything else yet. You haven't done a single thing to deserve that. Christ still died. He still gave his life. And the Bible says it is by grace have you been saved. There is no other thing there. There is nothing. We in this room don't have anything to give to receive his love other than the grace that he has extended towards us. Nobody else can. There's nothing we can do. Hold on. I was the first one at the yard sale yesterday. I was, lo- I was putting the tables out and I was doing it. I was working. Not enough. You should do that. Come on, Pastor. How about if I come cut your grass? And if I do, yes, you should do that. I feel like God's saying that to you. He's putting it in your heart. <laughs> Amen. Come on, I receive. Come on, that's a word for somebody right now. How about your truck? I, you need to wash it too while you're at it again. But none of those things can do it. 
There's nothing that we can do. It is by God's grace. It is it is his simple grace. It is his love for us. The Bible says you have been saved. And verse 6 says, and has raised us up together. Y'all was singing, and he's done seated us in heavenly places while ago. I was about, y'all done got my notes. Y'all done got my notes, man. He has raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. This series started with the resurrection of Jesus, and now he's starting to see that we didn't raise us up. Come on. It, it, it started on Easter when we're talking about the revelation, Jesus being raised up, the resurrection power of God. Now we're seeing that he's done this. He's raised us up. He's put us in this place. The Bible says made us sit together. Sit together. Ain't, ain't it good to know? I don't know. It just, it just gives me some assurance to know I can go through anything when I know I'm sitting with him. <laughs> Again, you got to get in your mind and the spirit, and you got to get in faith to get this and see this. It can't be a natural thing. You'll miss it. But when everything else is falling apart around you, when all hell's breaking loose in your life, when everything's being thrown at you, including the kitchen sink, you can just look over and say, well, we got this. Oh, yeah. He said, we got this. Matter of fact, then got it. Just keep walking. Just keep moving. Just keep on pressing on. Keep on believing me. Keep standing on my word. Keep trusting me. He says, sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Verse 7, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Come on. Do you hear this today? That it is not just for now. In the ages to come, from now on, throughout eternity, if we keep believing, keep trusting forever, we'll sit with him. Some of you so no stress right now. It's temporary. Come on. It's temporary. It, it, it won't last. It's not forever. Keep holding on. Keep pressing in. Keep trusting him. And he said in the ages to come. Man, that's forever. That's throughout all eternity. We sit with him in heavenly places. Man, that is awesome. And again, that word he says is because of his grace and his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Verse 8 says, for by grace have you been saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Because we can't stop here without making this connector. It is because of his grace. It is because of his great love for us. And this is what is, this is through faith that you're saved. Now, you're going to find out in a minute that he has set you up, man. He has he done, he done put you in a place, then got you saved, then got you filled with the Spirit of God, then got you walking in fellowship with other believers, then put you in a Bible church, and then got some people around your life to hold you accountable so he can do some good works through you. But you've got to understand it. It's not the good works that gets you saved. You, you are in this place of salvation, and you're going to find out in a minute he's got a plan. But you're in this place today if you're the belie a believer in Christ simply by faith and trust and believing on what he's done for you that you receive salvation. It is only by that because he says in verse 9 that not of works lest anyone should boast. Then we could say, well, I've, I've done this, and so I deserve this. Because here's what happens. If you say you deserve this, when you're not able to be in that place and trust God sometimes, you're going to say, now I don't deserve it. I mess with some of y'all. 
That messed with some of y'all for just a minute. But, but it is because of His great love. It is by His grace, through faith, not of yourself, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Now, again, look at this. It is not of works. It is not of anything that we can do. He ain't saying don't do works. Well, as a matter of fact, we're getting ready to find out that the, he created you for it. But today, you have to understand, it's by grace that you've been saved, not of works. You can't boast. Don't brag. Don't talk about how good you were, because you have to talk about next week how bad you've been. All right, we'll keep moving. I just stole somebody's joy. Verse 10 says this. It says, for we are his workmanship. We are his workmanship. And You've got to get this in your heart. You are his workmanship. You were created in Christ Jesus, verse 10, for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Hear, hear that. That we should, in Christ Jesus, for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now, here's what we get to do. Not got to do, we get to do this. We get to walk out the plan of God that he has for our life. Before time, beforehand, before you was ever sparkling your daddy's eye, he didn't have something that he needed you to do. I, I love it. I, I love the fact that I don't ever believe that we something happens and we pop out in this earth on our birthday, naked as a little jaybird, crying and screaming and, and carrying on, and then God has to scratch his head across it and then say, now what? Oh, Lord, what? Talk, look over at the sons. So what are we going to do? I don't, we got to bring the Holy Spirit in here. We got to figure out something. We got to get the whole Trinity together. Come on. We got to bring this thing together because we got to, now listen to this beforehand. God knew today. He knew that you'd be in this room. He knew what you needed to hear. He knew today that you'd be in this place. He knew that you'd be on this earth. And this is the deal. He's got some good works. He's got a great plan. He's got a purpose for your life. And he's created you and brought you into this place to get you to hear that now you can begin to walk in what he's given you to do. I love it. I love the fact I, I've, there's ministry still that hadn't unfolded yet in our church. And, and that we're going to see God take us into it. Some of the things that God's going to do is going to be incredible. And I love this. I love that he's not saying, man, who am I going to get to do? it man I, I, he's, he's not up there saying man I wait no he's sending people here to do it he's raising people up in this place to do it there's a purpose and a plan that God has for you for this church and as we begin to continue to see that we're his workmanship we were created for these things and listen you may today not be shouting about where you're at but you should be shouting about who you are come on you should where, 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 you, where you're at right now what's going on right now is temporary who you are never changes he said, eternity, ages to come. We go in this place. And he said this today, that we're his workmanship. I love the word. The word is, is and I, I, don't, I try not to use too many big crazy words. I don't, I don't understand half of them. But, but we're, the Bible says his workmanship, his masterpiece. It's the word poeme in the Greek. And, and, it, and, it, and it's this. It is where we get the word poem or poetry from. It's where we take that, poeme. And, and, and it is this, it is a work of the creator. It is the work of the creator. You know, today he has done this for you. He has written out your life. 
he has written out for you this beautiful poem. And you, I mean, he has this thing laid out. He is, he is, he is sculpting you. Bible says he's made you. He, he has this beautiful story for your life. You have to do this. You have to keep your eyes on the big picture and stay in faith to get there. Because in the middle of that, as, as I continue, I don't want to focus on the peace. I want to focus on the master. But as we continue to focus on the master, keep our eyes on him, we'll see that thing just keep being unfolded. We'll see him keep moving that thing in our life. And he says that we were created for good works. We have a purpose. Psalms 139, 13 through 16. I'm going to read this quick. It says, for you, you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance. When you was jacked up, man, when, when, when things was, was so messed up, your eyes saw my substance. You saw what was in there. You saw what I you saw what I could be. You, you, he, he saw when I was acting like an idiot. When some of the things that he saw what I could be, he saw what was the substance that was there being yet unformed. And in your book, they were all written. That's his poetry written out, his plan for your life. And the days fashioned for me when as yet there were none of them. Beforehand, before time, he'd done this for you. Everything today you need to fulfill the call of God in your life is already within you. It's there. If you're, if you're in Christ today, if you're not, all you have to do is this step from out of Christ being in Christ. Let him, let him make that newness of your life. I mean, let him change you. Let him do it because this is the kind of God we serve. Isaiah 64, 8 says this, But now, O Lord, you're the Father, we're the clay, and you are the potter, and all we are the works of your hand. Wow. We're the works of of his hand. And I know, I know some of y'all in this room, you don't feel like that. There's been a lot of times that it felt like that. There have been things that have happened and, and there are things that come our way sometimes. And, and man, we, we look back at what's happened and we look back at what's been made and we say, come on, man, God, this can't be your plan. This can't be what you have in store for me. Listen to me. God today is some, has some of you on the wheel and he's just making you. He's molding you. He's sculpting you. Let him do it. Let him do today what he wants. We, we want an app for everything. Seriously, man, we want to go on iTunes and, man, is there an app for that? We want to go to the app store and we want to pull something up and just have one little button. We can push this button and now everything is good. Now, listen, no, it don't work like that. You have to let him put you on the wheel, and that's what he'll do. That's what he does. And I'm going to close with this scripture. Gary, come on up. It says that in Jeremiah 18, 3 and 4, it says that I went down to the potter's house, and there he was making something at the wheel. This is cool. Remember, who's a potter? Who's a clay? He said, I went down to the potter's house, and there he was making something at the wheel. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter, so he made it again. Oh, man. The vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter, so he made it again. There have been times I've been on that wheel. You know what I'm talking about. Something happened, something got added, something went on, and then you look back and you're saying, Dude, what are you going to do with this? You know what he does? He just puts it on the wheel, makes it again. 
This is, and I love it. Marred in the hand of potter, so he threw it out and went and found somebody else. You ever felt like that? I mean, I have. In the hand of the potter. So he said, man, this don't have what it takes. Let me find another piece of clay. No, he makes it again. That's a word for somebody right now. He made it again. He just, he just again, he says, I'm not through. Just let me, let me go to work. I don't have time to go into the process of what happens through pottery, but man, if you've ever taken art class, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. He squeezes. Some of y'all in a squeeze right now. You just keep saying, God, go ahead, squeeze it out. Some of y'all in a pinch, he just pulls some stuff off. Some of you in the fire, man, you know what fire does? <laughs> I don't know where you're at in the process today, but here's the deal. He's the potter. You're the clay. And if you'll do this, if you'll just if you'll just lay before him and say, God, you make it. I can't make it on my own. I can't do it. I can't, I can't make, I can't do it. I remember my art class. I remember what I made in my art class. Coffee cup. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You ever made one of those? I, no way I drink coffee out of that thing. You, you pour it up and you spill it out. It, it, you couldn't it'd get up. It wouldn't, just wouldn't work. It was fun, but it wouldn't. It, uh, but you get, you get a right piece of clay in somebody's hand knows what they're doing, man. And today he's the potter. You're the clay and he wants to make you into his image. He has a purpose for your life. But if you notice this, listen, it is this today for you. It starts with us seeing that we have to understand that we were dead without him. We're alive with him. And then we just keep saying, God, you make it. So many times we want to throw it away. I, I'm a, I don't watch a ton of sports on TV. I, you know, I just I don't really get into it that much. I'm an American picker, storage war, one of them guys. I mean, that's just, that's just I mean, unless it's MMA, I, I mean, that's my only sport I really watch. But outside of that, man, I, I love American Pickers. I, there was a little marathon on, man, yesterday. I got to watch about three episodes of that, man. And I just sat there, and I thought it was so cool. And that these guys are stepping up into all this junk. They're going up into places, and they're pushing stuff aside, and they're moving stuff out of the way. And then, they, I mean, it's just, just nuts. It's nasty. You can see stuff flying around the room, and they pull it out. And he says, hey, Frankie, look at this. Frank says, Mike, you ain't going to believe this. And they pull it out. Today, some of you right there, that's you right now. He said, man, I've been set back. I've been on the shelf. I can't, I just feel like everything's piled around me. I, I don't feel like there's a whole lot of hope right now. Listen, he's moving some of the junk aside. He's moving some of the stuff aside. And let him just pull you out again, man. And I'm telling you, he has a great plan for your life. He has a purpose for you.